welcome to another edition of Irish Illustrated Insider, brought to you by irishillustrated.com. I'm TC and Jake. It's our 99th show, the Brandon Newman Show. Uh, we'll start assigning numbers. Uh, so, fittingly, next week, post-Blue Goal game, will be our 100th show. Um, then we're then we're screwed. We don't yeah, know then we just have to stop. Say. We have to cancel the podcast. Um <laughs> You know, uh, I'm sure that many people think it's uh, an odd choice to go with the uh, Notre Dame themed open, but I feel like that's uh, that's that's when you you know the boys the boys don't need my support whenever whenever it's going well, Jake. Right, and it's accountability too. You know, I think a lot of people would think you'd be running from it. Nah, it's not it's how never I was been your raised. Style. I mean, not I, how I was raised. I heard you entertaining the possibility of uh, Mariota or Winston as Bears quarterback next year, so the white flag <laughs> seems to be... You know what I, I feel like it is? Is that you were operating from a position of strength uh, once the New York Times fact-checkers called you to make sure they could use your work. Yeah, that's right. And then I pulled up today to what looks like goddamn Sarajevo. Yeah. <laughs> and I feel like you were shaking a bit neighborhood has been uh, deeply affected still <laughs> deeply i feel like we should go check on it's every day bro or it's one day at a time guy or the sex addict down the street they uh yeah they they may be back to the bottle <laughs> uh they they took the worst of it on this street though certainly not the worst in the neighborhood if you'd like some uh tornado porn two streets down i'm pretty sure that's where it touched down there's there's a how like that one, uh, the one on the street, uh, I'm pretty sure that's like a, a branch hitting the home. Like, there's a lot of, you know, tall branch hits house kind of damage around here. It's That's different. That hits different than that's actual... A, that's a different deal than uh, Cone of NATO touched down <laughs> in my fucking living room. Interestingly enough, um, and by the way, as an aside, I think I saw something on John Oliver just recently about, like, so they don't name winter That's storms, two streets right? away. Holy fuck. Fuck. Yeah, it's a tornado tearing apart. Yeah, house. tree's not doing that. Yeah. I think I would be into naming tornadoes. Maybe not like each one, but like Yeah, I mean the, there's like six. The cluster yeah. They yeah. that they deserve a name. I did briefly uh empathize if with you this morning. If I had an ex wife, I would uh insert her name here. Hell yeah. Old hag. Well, ex wife joke. <laughs> ex wife joke. Or maybe if I had an ex husband who used to manage like the Diamondbacks finances or something. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, up early, grinding emails. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was 5 o'clock this morning. And at a 5.08, I heard and felt loudest thunder, then saw brightest lightning from inside. We don't have, like, much in the way of blinds or draperies right now. My mom's coming through on that front. Uh, in the next week or so. Yeah, I've seen your setup. It lit the whole fucking house up. Oh. And what you hear after the thunder is the sound of power strips and of, you know. But how many seconds between the lightning and thunder? You know, I didn't count, but I knew you usually? right when I heard it. No, nah, I don't buy that. That's That seems You like don't it. buy it? No. It's fucking science. That seems like one of those measure an inch with this portion of your finger thing and yeah. you, you'll be fine. Usually works. Power out due Uh to lightning strike and i'm like fuck and you start playing through all right so there's no heat i can imagine that waking the baby up and first i just thought that the thunder was going to wake the baby up Mm -hmm. sound machines off you figure you're fucked there yeah no internet so no more answering year old emails uh 
And I think the only thing about my situation that was worse than yours was not in any way the duration or the severity, but it being pitch black outside. So you're under the impression it was a uh, light whenever the tornado rolled through it. Was it not like PM. evening? Oh, I, th- I thought it started in like the, was that, that was night game day? I guess I thought it was a 3 p.m. game day. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it was you're like right. third quarter of the Eagles okay. Sunday night game. Okay, okay. I mean, pitch black is that moment where you're like, all right. And I also... I mean, we still have, like, phones and stuff out, you know? Yeah, I guess that. And But we we also have, like, boxes. I yeah. stubbed my toe a few times this morning is what I'm saying. Yeah. And I really felt like a troop. We uh we keep some battery-powered large lights around for such emergencies. I think I have one mysteriously in the shed, which provides me absolutely Ooh, no utility. That's, uh, that's, that's quite a decision you've made there. Bold yeah. choice. Care to defend I, it? I think I have a battery-powered... <laughs> Uh, you know, I guess every flashlight's battery power, but a good one in the shed. And I uh, was was regretting that. And then it like teased us by coming back on an hour later for Do five seconds. Do you not seconds. have a mag light because you find it uh, intimidating? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, dude, I remember though my stepdad's mag light, like the first time I ever saw that being like, these guys don't even need guns. <laughs> yeah, guns <laughs> <are fucking white. laughs> fucking just bash this fucker's skull in. That's what uh, Boy Scouts was all about. There was... Couple couple things on every camping trip that I was interested in knowing where it was. One is uh, the big knife, whatever the biggest <laughs> knife is in the campsite. Want to know where that is? Okay. Uh, fire starter materials. How are we gonna get this fire going? And then who's who's got one of the big mag lights? Those See, are the three exciting. I could have like accoutrement bench pressed with one of those and been sweaty. Yeah. As a, the age you were as a Boy Scout. As a, an aside, our previously mentioned friend from uh, Montana. Who spent half of his time carving a wood just uh-huh. sitting outside? Uh, <laughs> what the fuck are you doing, dude? Groomsman gifts, knives. Yeah, <laughs> bought yeah. me a little buck buck knife. That's good. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I don't know what I'm gonna do with this, Bill. I have no <laughs> fucking. I do not remember the last time that I was like, nah, I needing a bigger that. knife. It's not about you, dude. It's his <laughs> wedding. He wanted to get you a gift that would remind you of him. That's true. Uh, I've got my, uh, my house inspector knife and that, that comes in handy every once in a while. Okay. So they like, whenever you go out to do a sweep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's, Dick out. I, um, I keep it next to my, uh, Juan Gonzalez, Pudge Rodriguez, Silver Slugger Memorial bat. <laughs> Something. And, uh, so it's, it's just kind of a dealer's choice. <laughs> um, so I found a new insult for you. Okay, good. Um, I'm really trying to put off acknowledging your role as a national food critic by cutting you down to size. I could see how, yeah, it would be difficult for you, you know? It's intimidating. (laughs) By the way, as an update on that, I have had the breakfast burger, and yes, it absolutely fucking rips. Nice. It absolutely fucking rips. Um, Next time, I'm going to order a side of hash browns, though. (laughs) <laughs> it wasn't uh, enough hash browns. I'm layer it up. You don't I'm, need to layer it. I might need to layer it. Yeah, for for anyone so who's not uh, in the loop, you know, I mean, I, I'll just 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 to make sure we're all on the same page. It brings me no special pleasure to mention this, but uh, when the New York Times did a little summary of uh, letting you know the Popeyes chicken sandwich is coming back, they uh, they were trying to uh, establish there had been a a mania. <laughs> And yeah. whenever uh, whenever they were doing so, they they cited uh, two written works covering the uh, the sandwich, and uh, one was written by T.C. Fleming. 
because you got baked at a campaign party and were like, this sandwich is, is actually good. And this they, is a good <laughs> sandwich. <laughs> I want to write about it. <laughs> I'm getting quoted in the fucking paper of record. Yeah. Oh, man. I wonder if, uh, you know, when this thing will fully reach its, uh, its peak is when Trump serves them to the nationals. <laughs> yeah, it's coming. I, I don't know, man. I, I, they, it does not appear to me like they were trying to go for the cutting edge food items. I, I think that he's too beholden to the classics, right. as uh, many people his age are. So I'm going to bet that they also get fillet of fish. It's very confusing to me that they've stuck with that. Well, yeah, like it, the most confusing part. The first part time about they did it, it was out of necessity. They said. Right, the government was shut down. Yeah, okay, you can't like pay for like uh, I don't know barbecue. Or, like, you know, a I, I doubt that it's, it's like a founding father farmers or whatever it's called. It's not like a letter to the law thing. I would bet it might be. Fuck, I don't know. Uh, but I, if if I were uh, you know involved in the operation, I'd be like, guys, uh, this looks fucking bad. If you've got federal employees making us steaks while we're supposed to be doing only necessary federal employees i don't want to be standing in front of the media explaining why this is necessary no what i'm saying is just well the the federal cooks didn't make the fillet of fish i'm saying if you go outside for your uh food sources just go outside and spend like twice as much and you could have got like decent food but you know what i always say that that i think is just like whenever you like hey trump what do you think's good he's like kfc that's true. And I think actually I would have been happier if they would have just, we've been through this so many goddamn times. If I, we spent more time on the fast food spreads for champions, if they would have just gone with KFC mm-hmm. rather than trying to mix in burger. I mean, you definitely don't have Burger King and McDonald's in the same room together. I already I made, think, I think a only pizza, a Millhouse and Peggy joke. Cause pizza is good pizza. at, good at any temperature. Agreed. But what I was going to say is that what I, in addition to always saying that the states are the laboratory, uh, innovation born out of necessity. So they tried mm-hmm. it once when they had to do it. They realized it was it went over so well, <laughs> and they just had to stick with it. So they're absolutely going to serve someone with a $300 million contract a six-piece of chicken nuggets <laughs> with fucking limp dick fries. That's going to happen. Uh I for some reason just hearing you talk it, it popped into like like a little playlet just popped into my head fully formed where it's just Trump sitting at the uh the the resolute desk and says uh I want to see the biggest troop bring him to me now. <laughs> yeah. The biggest find find the biggest one. Yeah. I want him here. Rub on him. I want to see him. <laughs> like Donald Sterling did. That was the weirdest part of that documentary. Is that Donald Sterling was like fucking uh uh what's the tarantino slave movie django, django that's yeah. basically like how he was treating his players like yeah. in the locker room like hey, look at this fucking come buck. Look at, he actually said he used the word buck <laughs> yeah. uh we'll get back to my insult for you in a second because i also just thought of this i was gone you and i didn't really talk during the whole like lock him up thing or whatever but before that i mean i think that everyone knows me knows i was really offended yeah definitely i think you (laughs) turned your back to the screen while watching baseball right yeah uh you know how awesome it would have been he said that he couldn't do it because he would have had to be too padded up um i want to see him throw a first pitch i want to see it real bad 
I want to see it as bad as I've been trying to get us to have Norm throw a football to see how far it could go in the air. I love, love, love how dedicated you've been. <laughs> Look, I mean, there's a lot of things that I'm finding out that more people disagree with me on than perhaps I previously thought. I found out today that there's at least like a third of the country that sees no need for any barrier between their fitted sheet and a comforter. I know you're in that camp, but you do all sorts of stuff that I'm like, I don't know if anybody else does that. That's fine. What are you what saying? What that? I don't know. The uh, house is falling down around us. We were talking about sheets today. But but yeah, but but what are you what are you saying about fitted sheet? I use the standard sheet selection. So, we have a fitted sheet, then the middle the thin sheet and then a comforter. See, I do like the thin sheet. Then the, here's why I have it because a lot of times when it's warmer, I like to kick the comforter almost all the way off me. Like definitely my feet are out. Yeah, it might only be up to warm, like my I'll, nips. I'll go with just the just the sheet. Yeah, for we sure. We do have a. But, uh, I assume that you do as well. A uh, a summer and winter heavier blanket. I think what we do is we add like summer. Something it's like on just a knitted. It. Yeah, little thing. Right, but there's never just thing I'm laying on thing on top of me. The thing on top of me. The thickness may vary, but there's always two things: a sheet and a thing on top of that sheet. And Dan, of course, was like. That's insane. And Julie was like, that's insane. And, you know. What, that they don't have a sheet? Just Dan said no sheet. Okay. But he did get more support than I was expecting, you know. I mean, like I said, uh, the seat, the sheets are sold in a certain way. That <laughs> seems like it's a standard thing. Yeah. That, <laughs> you got to toss it out to right, not have it. Right. It would basically be like if you ordered burgers with only the bottom piece of bread, <laughs> yeah. and they were like stunned that everyone else didn't. Whenever well, you have to fuck? specifically <laughs> ask for, you guys, eat the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I, I mean, I was. He got more support than I was expecting. I would not say it was a majority. Yeah. But apparently, this is like a. Uh, and I swear to God, dude, someone sent me this article. Millennials have killed the top sheet. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off. I swear to God, dude. I'm done. Apparently, this is like an online thing. Pete Friedman texted me and was like, dude, you don't want this. You don't want to learn about the people who are trying to kill the top sheet. I mean, you should know more than anyone, though, right? That's what I see. Being from a sheet family. Yes. And I can't say that I've ever heard of someone who didn't want a sheet in between them and their comforter or duvet. Yeah. Just have it. Um, my new insult for you, I think I'm going to drop centrist for now for OK Boomer. <laughs> but, I'm, but I'm not a boomer. Don't care. I'm in love with these kids. Yeah. No, I, I like Fucking OK rules. Boomer. <laughs> like, I wish I knew how to use TikTok better so that I didn't only rely. You know what? Actually, I'm going to walk that back. I like it this way because I'm only getting the choice, the choice nugs. Yeah. But I'm, I'm into OK Boomer. Okay. Uh, and again, I learned about this from uh, from a publication that, that carries your work, the New York Times. Mm -hmm. The New York Times is writing about OK Boomer. Yeah, I, I, I guess that's probably where I saw it. I don't remember. Uh, do you have the ability to play audio like from your iMessage? Yeah. Is that uh -huh. possible? I do. Speaking of OK Boomer, I have three videos I need you to watch. They're all pretty short. Let's see. This one comes to us from a, as I've learned, an Alabama rapper. Yellow named, Wolf. Named Jake Hill. I know nothing about him. Absolutely nothing. Um, other than he's from Alabama. 
and that I saw this this tweet that seemed to have some no, level of Houston. If anybody who's coming to the show tonight, I'm sorry to tell you it's been canceled. As soon as we get here, we find out that there's a bigger artist playing on the lawn who is a vegetarian, which is fine, but he has made it a specific contract rule that you cannot have any meat in the venue. And I didn't know this until like I had ordered my DoorDash, and apparently I have to eat it outside like a fucking dog, or walk 500 yards down to a bar just to eat my fucking food. This is the 20th show we've done. We're tired. Like we want to relax, eat our food, but uh, apparently God is here and uh, He's making it to where we can't eat meat. So I, I hate to do this, but I'm not about to bow down to this guy. I'm just the show's been canceled. I'm sorry. I'm fucking am so sorry. I know we've canceled. This is our fourth canceled show of the tour. The other three, there no were legit reasons. This one is just me. I'm not bowing down to this fuckhead. Fuck you, Morrissey, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Morrissey, bitch. <laughs> uh, kid's like 20. He's like, yeah. And he looks like every shithead you see on TikTok. And he's in a van with his Chick-fil-A. I'm uh, not going to eat outside like a fucking dog. I think my favorite part is uh, the, his, his friend that's sitting with him. Uh, just like, just staring ahead of the camera, just like nodding in the right places. Like, yeah, yeah, fucked up. Yeah. Yeah, but apparently God is here. There's another artist playing the lawn. So, uh, fuck you, Morrissey. <laughs> Morrissey. I mean, I don't know. If you had to, if you had to give a, a list of your top five artists, like, most likely to ban meat at the whole show. Oh my God, dude. I. That's number one. I aspire to one I day. I don't know, number two be on a bill with like the biggest podcaster in the world like we're doing some sort of stage like those kids from deviate used to do mm -hmm. and joe rogan's there and he tells us we can't have any meat and we do this <laughs> apparently god is here and we got to get rid of these chicken sandwiches did he really cancel the show <laughs> i think he did yeah i think he did which is very okay boomer uh video number two and three are uh, very similar and they're not along they're not up to the level of Make It Big Pimple Popper, mm -hmm. but I want you to see what Mino and I have been watching on the internet a lot. You guys need to focus. For like the last week or so. Uh, I don't even know if the volume is important here, but <laughs> I got, I've got really into Komodo Dragon videos. <laughs> Jesus Christ, dude. <laughs> Here's another one. Holy shit. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, dude. Look at him eating. He eats He's a whole eating a fucking monkey. monkey. Oh, dude, this is grizzly. There's just half a monkey sticking out of fucking Komodo <laughs> and dragon. he's just snapping its fucking uh, spine by shaking it. Fuck, dude. I know. Like, I've heard of these things before, and also I think I've been calling them kimono dragons for a uh, long time. You know that that was a, uh, like, any time someone tells you, like, fucking Bigfoot, you're an idiot. Uh, Komodo dragon was something where people were trying to tell scientists, hey, this is out there. And they were just like, <laughs> yeah, it's a fucking dragons out there. Really? Go ahead. Is it yeah. like Galapagos type shit or? Uh, yeah. Korea. Korea. Okay. Maybe. Go to this other video and it might substantiate you because this one has a bunch of. Um... No, you, you sent that one wrong. I did? Yeah, because look at this. You got like a little. Well, that one, I, well, that little thing I put on there is. Uh... Little code there. Hold on. I was just doing some HTML. I can see that. This one's even better, and it might substantiate your yeah, claim yeah. because there's a lot of Asian people watching this in the background. Not to say that this is a monolithic culture. Definitely but from the origin. Now they're fucking fighting. Oh 
shit. Well, oh, 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 yeah. oh, you fucking yeah. get him. It's fucking Godzilla, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I told you. And he pins now, him. Now a little, little break. A little break. All right. Like, all right. Have you had enough? Uh, it's only I like need, a 20 second video. Yeah, but I need they more kinda, of this. They saw, dude, I, need, there's, I need 20 minutes of this. They're so, dude, they are wrestling on their fucking hind legs. And then one of them it's says, the, uh, It's the arms. arms. Get to, they aren't, yeah, the tiny The fact arms. that they do have like human length arms, they like they're smack fucking slap fighting. Yeah. And there's just like a bunch of kids in the background watching. It's yeah, great. Yeah, this dude. is good. Uh, so, did you ever say kimono dragon or was that just me confusing a. Uh, a type I, I, of a type of attire with yeah. So, anyways, this is the uh, the the dog fights of uh, of Soul. I guess so, and I'm not saying that I would enjoy dog fighting. I but got twenty on the big one. Something about these seems more okay to just pit them against one another. I don't know. I, I would say that the uh, the ethics remain fairly straightforward. <laughs> you want to have that conversation? <laughs> what? About whether or not you want to watch dog fighting? Not dog fighting, but whether or not there's any type of... And I don't know if they pitted those two things against one another or if they just like know that they both live in that area and they can take you to watch them do shit. And sometimes it turns into that. Do but, you uh, see his tweet we just got? Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> Someone photoshopped Bertain uh, into the uh, American hero dog photo. <laughs> She would have wanted it that you know she just she didn't want the credit. There is uh, no chance that he would honor her. I for the man who said uh, John McCain's a fuck boy because he got captured. I am a hundred percent that I could get uh, get Donnie on my side on if if you don't if you don't got no bodies you don't got no respect. But doesn't Britney the, zero bodies? Britney the Britannia have a, a hero record similar to his. Like maybe that's more the one he identifies with that he's like, I'm they gonna sit it, this shit out and get credit impact for it on afterward. 9/11. So yes, if, if anyone's gonna identify with uh her not doing anything but kind of being there and certainly thinking a good thought. Right. Uh but by you know what you're saying is that if he uh did that then um he would be hypocritical. Right, I guess and that's what I'm true. letting you know is he's just not that worried about it. She was sitting there and was like, uh, she saw a bunch of other dogs die on 9-11 and she called, Bretain called into Howard Stern and was like, so I guess I'm one of the more popular dogs <laughs> yeah. in, in Manhattan now. But I, I, I don't think that opening him up to hypocrisy has ever really held him back from criticism in the past. <laughs> so Okay, I'm, so I know you can't fight Bretain. But like, is there Boy, are the there any any animals in the world at all? I would like to if, personally fight Bertain, not <laughs> not dog fight Bertain. I want my, I'm going to beat that ass. She will fuck you up and then leave you there to not die. Not a fucking chance. Leave you there to die and then claim credit. One roundhouse <laughs> kick to the face, she's going down. Okay, <laughs> can't, can't kick a gold retriever in the head. I can, especially an American hero. I will. Okay, I guess as I'm talking this out, there's really probably not any. I ah. Uh, if you could figure out a way to fight birds in the air, I think I would like if you had an aviary. So cockfighting, okay with you in the air? <laughs> You're the dumbest person in the air. <laughs> so it's like a like a that's a real dog fight. Just uh, if they're dive bombing each other, it's good. Have you ever been to an aviary? Like, yeah, it's kind of fucked up, right? You're like, so this is just a big ass cage. I mean, if it's I, I've never been a bird, so I don't know. It just seems like... How much do they need? 
it doesn't feel like enough. Like it never, I think I've been to two and in neither occasion did I feel like they had gone high enough to allow, yeah, it no, feels I'm, like a bird needs to get way up there to yes, be birding. I, I, I would prefer that all birds be able to just open sky 100% of the time. Uh, but but if if like a scientist who I trusted told me like, actually, like, you know, uh, someone watching me from afar might think that I want a, an open pasture, but one couch is fine, pal. No need, yeah. <laughs> so if, if if they told me these are actually one couch birds, then I'd be like, ah, oh, okay, yeah, fine. But I don't know. I don't know. It, Not so a bird scientist. Let's just close the book on this. <laughs> yeah. Ethically, there are no animals that if human beings could coax them into combat with one another where that would be acceptable. Fish, let's, th- let's include. Aqua. I mean, uh, I'm like at least 1% queasy about us doing it with each other. So I, I'd say I'm at least 1% queasy about every single. Yeah, and we have like, you know, you have some level of, even if you're economically pressed or you grew up that way, like you do have some level of decision to opt out and no other species that we would be talking about has that. Right, so like, like it seems no fucked other... up. There's no rich kids in boxing. Right. Well, I think one kid tried that. Uh, he's a real douchebag UFC kid. Um, he has he had, he literally looks like every kid from South Lake or Katy. I can't remember his name right now, but it's exactly what you would think it was. Mm-hmm. And uh, he gets fucked up. Corbin with a Y. He was actually on Machine and Monty's Saturday Show like four years ago, five oh. years ago. I can't remember his fucking name though. But it was exactly, yeah. He's like the only one I could think of. And all I could think the whole time was, man, I hope every time I see this dude, someone is just killing him. Yeah. No one's going to root for you. Uh, like the, uh, the, the pretty guy in Fight Club. Oh, yeah. Man, I hated that guy. So. So John U. Bacon. <laughs> Why? Doesn't he write a bunch of like Michigan books or some shit? Yes, he does. I just thought that was a good transition into <laughs> Wolverine talk. Uh, funny you should mention that. You want to know what uh, the food du jour of the tailgate was? Bacon? Wrapped? No? Oh. Stop there. Bacon. Bacon. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it was, uh, they just took, they had, they had uh, four five-pound slabs, full racks, uh, put those bad boys in a smoker for most of the day. Ooh. Got them out of the smoker. Put them on the grill a little bit. Uh, still in. I'm trying to find the. Uh, I, I I snapped a quick pic of these bad boys. Feast your eyes on that. Oh shit! Yeah, that's the good stuff right there. And then uh, just cut it into cubes. Put it on bread. I like it. That's the whole deal. I mean, not talking about slices of bacon, talking about chunks. Yeah, and what's the uh, stigma against this, right? I mean, you you literally do it with every other cut of meat. None in my book. Yeah. I will tell you, uh, it takes some technique to eat. Yeah, uh, you got got to go with the grain. If you're like, it'll kind of tear off and slice form. Right. If you're eating it right, if you're trying to just like uh, bite down on a chunk against the grain, you're going to be chewing for a while. Okay. It's going to look like an idiot. Yeah, now that we're actually like kind of moved in, I am going to try to set the smoker that I got up. And bacon is high on the list of things I would like to fuck with. It's fucking awesome. Okay. The sandwiches they were delivering. I, I'd say I like it as much as any football food I've ever had. You can't go wrong. I mean, 
it's something you can eat a lot of without uh, personally before I realize that I'm full, which is what you need for a full day of college football. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like a burger, I eat one, and I'm like, I'm kind of full. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I, I don't continue to eat, which I need to do. Yeah, Bacon, I think I could eat 10, 15, 20 slices before I realize. Had a couple of those bad boys. That's <laughs> yeah, true. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, now, I mean, I, I'd like to talk about the game a little bit. I'd like to talk more about uh, the events of uh, just, just the Thursday I had. I had a really good Thursday. I want to tell you about it. But, um, I mean, you know, uh, disclaimer, I hate everything about the Michigan program. You know, I... I, I you know, if, if God came down and gave me one wish, it would be just fucking meteor to the big house, get the whole thing leveled. Uh, city of Ann Arbor, if it could be taken out in a, in addition with it, that that would be my preference. Now that Justin's um, gone. You know, I mean, I, I uh, everyone ever there was like super nice to me. And yeah. so like uh, it brings me no pleasure uh, if if a plague struck just them specifically and all of them died. But I, I, I would have to okay that if it came to it you might also feel comfortable with it although this would apply to south bend too because um you know you'd only be killing one type of person <laughs> like every, male female they all look exactly the same <laughs> similar build similar complexion similar disposition of kindness but just all kind of the same and i'll probably just, be able to get a lot of packers fans in the uh, in the yeah. sweep so <laughs> yeah we'll see if we can't set this up um, but, uh, you know, uh, you've been to the big house. It's, uh, it's pretty cool. It's fucking awesome. I it's really like awesome. the setup, like just the way that, uh, the stadium is kind of carved into the surrounding countryside. Like it's, it's, it's a little bit of a hill that it's on. Um, it's like even driving by, uh, I would, I would say the one, thing that i think that does distinguish notre dame stadium is i really like that notre dame stadium is nestled in the campus michigan stadium is near the campus but it is not you know i mean there's there's no academic buildings around it it's just other athletic buildings and like that cluster of athletic buildings is not contiguous with the rest of campus i don't believe um but yeah so uh it's it's one of those where um you just kind of like go through a gate it's like, you know, Notre Dame Stadium, whenever they're taking your tickets, you're walking into the stadium, you know, like right. like American Airlines Center. If they're taking your tickets, you're going into the stadium. Um, Cowboy Stadium is more like where they'll kind of meet you outside. And then once you're past, you're kind of like in a, you know, sports area. <laughs> yeah. Um, and Michigan Stadium's like that, except for Cowboy Stadium, whenever you're walking in, it's like apparent enough that you're... Like you're you're entering a building, like there's not really a building to enter. You know, it's yeah. it's kind of there's some structures that are carved into this hill, and I just always think that's fucking dope. Uh, Cowboy Stadium also has the thing wherever whenever you're walking in, you're walking into the top of the first level, right? And the stadium is is uh, in the earth and got the same same sort of deal here. Um, yeah, you know, I mean, I don't know, I, I can't figure there's a big college stadium that I would have a negative review about, but uh seeing a game there was was pretty fucking awesome you know until the game started um i think that's uh that's my all-time last ranked notre dame game seeing experience oh no gotta be right like getting fucking boat raced by clemson like that's one thing you know they turn around and do the same thing to alabama the next week like it was it was unpleasant i didn't like it but 
uh, you know, I, we weren't favored going into the game. I'll tell you that. I'm trying to think of any other. What are the other big losses you've seen? You saw them lose to Oklahoma, right? But that was saw them lose to Oklahoma. But I mean, with all of them, I've never seen them lose by that much, and I've never seen them lose when I thought they were going to win. Yeah, I like like and, and you I mean, compound I, it with I don't it being know. Harbaugh and Michigan. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I you know I fucking hate Harbaugh. I fucking hate <laughs> Michigan. I mean, every time I see them, it's usually an opponent that I'm I'm pretty stoked against. Like I I saw them lose to USC. I've seen them lose to Michigan before. I really didn't like that. You know, um, 2010 was the uh, the big Michigan loss that I was in person for. That was Kelly's first game against them. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, you know, it it, it was rough. Like. Uh, uh, you know, I was punching, sta- punching the stands next to me. There was a, uh, so it was raining heavily, as I think you're aware. Yeah. And um, we, to get around that, one of uh, Justin's friends gave us the awesome pro tip that the student section, they used to check tickets. They don't really check tickets anymore. And so if you just kind of go and like uh, sit under the overhang of, you know, like you got those two big, structures on either side where like the luxury boxes and not stuff are we were just kind of tucked under that so both the rain and the wind not affecting us too much and we were sitting in the last row um so there was like a uh, just a wall behind us and i thought it was a uh, pretty uniform wall so there was uh, one point when uh you know things were not going the way that i liked so i just kind of banged my head back because you know i was frustrated okay and uh didn't really realize that at exactly the level of my head uh there was kind of like a cut in so it was just the uh the corner is what i was uh putting some force into and that stung a little bit but uh you know uh honestly i needed that i uh i'm surprised i didn't go back to that (laughs) that's just uh it's uh it's what's what you know i mean i i just feel like i deserve it at that point you know you were trying to rage quit. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, but yeah, the uh, the tailgate we were at, uh, I just, I, I aspire to it so much. And I'll probably never get there. And it takes so much effort. Like, they were just described, like, we were part of, you know, breaking it down and kind of getting everything back in the, uh, they had like a trailer um, that they keep all their equipment in. And uh, we we were helping that, and then they were describing, like, and what they're going to do is they're going to go back, and they're going to take everything out because it's been raining, and they don't want it to mildew, and they got to clean all the dishes, and it's a night game, so it's going to be about 5 a.m. Oh. before these people are uh, in their beds asleep. It's almost like being boat guy. Yeah, yeah. Just a lot of front and back end, and everyone else gets to enjoy the middle. Yes. They're not always there for those other parts, but, uh, or even to know they exist. But if, if if those men looked me in the eye and told me, you know what, I've never had a single question about it because it's absolutely worth it, I'd be like, that's clearly true. Um, the trailer, it was named the Harb Hauler. No. <laughs> I thought, no, that I mean, is... despite my personal dislike, I did find it a little bit clever. <laughs> well, it's, it's Michigan clever. <laughs> well, you know, they're, they're, they're Michigan fans, Jake. What I've always wanted was the set up where the tvs pop out of the side of the bad boy that's what we got that's what i'm i'm very very smitten by those throw open a flap on the harb hauler that's gonna protect it from rain right uh they pop up the uh the satellite blue light (laughs) see yep yep got the blue light on top of the harb hauler um and what where they so they've moved it around a couple times uh their location but the one that we're currently working with is uh 
two blocks north of the stadium, there's a Japanese car shop. You know, it works on work on your civics. Mm-hmm. And um, they've got a, a contract with that car shop saying on game days, this area is kind of our area. Nice. And so, they, they, you know, the, the parking lot, they just started using that whole thing for uh, tents. And that's, that's where they've got the meat smoking. And that's where everyone's set up and, uh, you know, doing some drinking, whatnot. As an aside, um, think uh, I'm a little surprised that there's enough need in Ann Arbor, Michigan for a uh, shop that specializes only in Japanese vehicles. Yeah, I mean, uh, by and large, the Midwest buys American in ways sure. that uh, if, if you're there and you're paying attention to that sort of thing, you'll realize just how unpatriotic the rest of the country is. Uh, we will not ride and die with the Ford Probe. <laughs> no. Up there, they're like, fuck it. It's American. No. Get in a probe. God damn it. <laughs> I'll take the Altima. Uh, I'll take the Accord, whatever it may be. I'll yeah, but yeah, there's size. there's enough uh, Altimas and Accords up there, I guess, to uh, to have at least one shop in Ann Arbor, Michigan. But yeah, then it's you know two block walk to the stadium. It was <coughs> choice as hell. Got the got a got a private porta potty with a lock on it. In the tailgate situation, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that necessary? Like, how many people are we talking? Oh yeah, I don't know, twenty, thirty. I think thirty would be my cutoff. Because otherwise, I mean, and I think... A decent I've, amount of ladies. I've st- yeah, I guess that's true. I've, I mean, when it's you guys. I've stated this before, but I just don't have any problem. I have no qualms about porta-potties. Standards, nice ones you fall out of and crush up your legs. I don't... <laughs> I just don't... You. I just don't mind a porta-potty. Yeah, no. Uh, porta-potty, I'd really prefer not to shit in one. But pissing in one, I'm fine. I kind of feel proud about it afterward, like... I think I just went somewhere not everybody else is happy to go. I feel only shame. And it's almost like when you throw a penny in a wishing well, you know, you're just kind of like, I'm contributing to the the whole good here. Like it's now I'm connected to everyone else who is in this thing now. I guess so. I mean, it's kind of the premise behind the Aggie jar, I guess. It's just less gay. Yeah. Like, in, I don't mean that in a derogatory sense. I mean that jerking off into a jar is actually something that seems... It does seem literally Like gay. a literal yeah. homosexual act. Yeah. But, um, <clears throat> but yeah, so I, I want to tell you about Thursday a little bit, and then I would love to hear about Kansas City. Is that, does that sound good? Sure. I just want to talk, talk more about the breakfast burger, but... <laughs> well, we can do that. Um, so on Thursday, Justin had to work, and I took that as an opportunity for me to go check out a favorite of mine as a child that I have. I, I think I went back there at some point, like 10 years ago, uh, but hadn't been back in a while. And, you know, my memory, it's just being eaten away by the THC. I love it. So uh, any any activities I've done, you know, I, I can do them again and get as much enjoyment out of it. There you go. This, this works with booze, too. <laughs> it's a feature. Um, but yeah, I, I love the Museum of Science and Industry as a kid, and uh, I, I can let you know it remains extremely fucking dope. Did they talk a lot about the river running backwards and stuff? No. It's, uh, it's not a Chicago-based museum. I still don't really understand that whole deal, but we don't have time here. St. Louis can have our shit. That's, that's how we feel that's about it. That's literally all it is. And so you just gotta... It smells bad if you just leave it around here. Throw a couple generators in there and... Fuck you, St. Louis. I don't, I don't get it. Uh, and I believe that they were told no by the federal government, and they were more or less like, stop us. Hmm. Chicago. <laughs> yeah. Done that a couple disobeying times. Disobeying federal 
Justin was explaining to me that in in this uh, century, in like 2003, uh, there was a uh, airport that the mayor really wanted rid of. Like on on the fucking lakeshore, there was an airport, which you know it does seem like a poor use of lakeshore area, in my opinion. Uh, you know, it was it made sense back like when they first invented a fucking plane, uh, but but not not a good use now. And uh, the FAA had, like, a bunch of red tape around it, and he'd been struggling with that for a while. And at one point, he was like, hey, how about we just wait till, like, 3 a.m., send out some city crews, just tear up the fucking runway, see what they do about it. Yeah. And that's what he did. That's machine politics. That's Big Bill Daily for you, bud. That's, uh, yeah, yeah. It was, it was certainly one of the dailies. I don't recall which daily. Well, I think whichever one's in charge, you just call Big Bill. <laughs> yeah. What if his name's Richard? <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> okay. It fell apart quick on me. Um, but yeah, so uh, the Museum of Science and Industry, I would like to focus on uh, three particular things that they have there. All of them pertain to World War II, and you tell me if you think stateside we got a better World War II museum than that. Third ranked, a German Stuka used in active combat. That's so that's the, like uh, a bazooka. It's the big bomber. It okay. was there, like uh, if you want to look at like uh, total kills by a single plane, I think that that might oh, be like okay. top ranked. Okay. Um, and and uh, I did not uh, really put it together until I was standing in front of that. That surely that's what uh, Der Stuka is, is named after. I was certainly going there next. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this one was uh, on the runway, uh, undergoing repairs in Libya. Whenever the Allies happened upon them, took the position. And uh, that one never, you know, I mean, the rest of the Stukas that were stationed there just fucking crashed in combat. And uh, this one, because it was uh, undergoing repairs at the time, was still sitting there intact whenever the... Uh, the allies got there and i guess they told at some point the museum could have it which is dope um, if you google german stuka uh the first people also ask which is funny because i didn't ask anything mm-hmm. uh it says why did the why did the stuka have a siren mm-hmm. this was used to weaken enemy morale and enhance the intimidation of dive bombing fuck yeah you see what I'm talking about, dude? Like, you're gonna kill me. <laughs> like, I don't need <laughs> but to I be want you to know. So annoyed by that thing on the way in. Yeah, that's it's like the Kaiser Soze, like not killing everyone in the room, so the one guy can go on, go back and tell, tell him. Her. That's true. It's pretty fucking badass. Um, I believe uh, first plane to fly in the V formation that has since been adopted by every other Air Force. Well, yeah, and Chuck Conway. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, second ranked. World War II related item in the Museum of Science and Industry. A British Spitfire plane used in the fucking Battle of Britain. That is some crazy shit, man. That's like, I don't know. I don't know how much uh, your imagination is captured by World War II in general or the Battle of Britain in specific, but I think about that shit all the time. Like fucking London just being bombed every goddamn day. Like, Think about that shit. And this is what they used, like, as counter defense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Were the Russian planes, like, or, Ger- yeah, German planes, like, better or worse? I mean, I think that it depends on, you know, the uh, the year and stuff, but I think that, by and large, they were better. Like, I, I, I don't know exactly what the timeline is for us getting jets, because I know that they had jets, like, at the very end, but it wasn't enough... Like, they just didn't get them out fast enough. Who, the Americans? The Germans. Oh, okay. The Luftwaffen had a, had a jet at the end of the war, but weren't able to uh, 
Like, if, if you'd given them six more months, that might have really caused us some fucking trouble. Because I feel like whenever you hear Germans, you hear tank. You hear about the tank. Mm-hmm. You don't hear so much about the, the Panzers as much. But maybe I don't know enough about this. Well, there's no maybe about that. I mean, I think the Stuka is, uh, <laughs> you know, right up there with uh, the top um, planes used in World War II. Smith Had a pretty fearsome reputation. Yeah, this shit looks terrifying to even be in. So is it like, I mean, it's huge? No, like no, you're standing no. next to it? No, I'd say it really kind of surprising how small it is. Like how long would you say it is? Let's see. Kind of long? I just, um, don't, I just don't have any feel like it's impossible for me to conceive of what, because, you know, you go see, like if you go to a air show or something now and you see like F-18s and you've been up close to one, you're like, okay, I get it. But I would imagine... Yeah, I mean, they're a lot smaller than that. Okay. Well, that's kind of backwards, right? That most technology that we use gets, like, smaller and more compact as we go. Can you see in the background, there's a 727 that's also in the museum. It's just a dope-ass museum. I don't know what to tell you. Uh, But if you want to compare it to that... Okay. 727 looks much smaller. No, wait. Okay. I see what you're saying. Yeah, so I don't know. Half the size of my house. They let you get up in that bad boy? No, <laughs> Take no, a picture, no. Or you can just kind of put your face through one of those holes. <laughs> now, the, the planes are but suspended tits, over uh, our, like over the right uh, exhibit hall or whatever. Uh, the 727, you can get in. Like, it's also suspended over, but it's like uh, anchored to the side so you can step onto it. It's pretty dope. The top-ranked World War II-related item in the Museum of Science and Industry, Jake, they got a fucking Nazi sub in full. Okay. And this is... What sort of state is it in? Tip-top. So when I was a kid, the first time I went in the U-505, it was outside. And when it was outside, I kind of even remember back then them being like, uh, you know, this shit's falling apart, right? But... Since then, in like 2004, they dug out an exhibit hall and uh, moved that bad boy around the museum and then dropped it into this new exhibit hall. There's a YouTube video on how they did it. Yeah, they uh, they show that like on a loop at the end of the exhibit. And then they just built it around the sub? Yeah. <laughs> That's fucking bonkers. It's awesome. Everything about the sub, the the capture of the sub, the workings of the sub, uh, what happened to the sub immediately after the war, what happened to the sub to get it to Chicago, every single aspect of that is an interesting fucking story that they have really good resources on within the exhibit. This is the best done museum exhibit I've ever seen. I don't even know what second place is. Uh, whenever I, like, they, they used to have it so that, uh, so when you go now, that, like in say like i want so you got to go you got to buy a regular pass and then you got to buy like the add-on to see the sub which whatever absolutely worth it um they'll ask you what time they want to see what time you want to see it and you know i mean i was going on a thursday afternoon in the fall uh there is a teacher strike on now so i was kind of worried about what that would do to my wait times but ended up not hurting it too much um that's the real takeaway from uh, <laughs> the teacher strike yeah. yeah now you know uh i i let them know that i was uh strongly in support you know but also happy that it had not affected your well i don't know if i could get on this thing just because of the claustrophobia yeah just looking at this there's another video that's just a tour of it 
um, once it was already installed. And it just, I don't know, just even looking at the bunks. Like that? Yeah, that's, that, that is tough for me. Couldn't do that? But it's surprisingly, I mean, it's in really good shape, though. Yeah, so whenever they moved it around, they, uh, they restored it. Okay. Uh, like, they, they, would, they even said, like, that the, in their restoration process, they found out that uh, some of the previous restoration attempts were not, like, as accurate. So I, I would say that, you know, it's in as close to looking like it was whenever they boarded it now than at many other points in the past. Does it creak? <laughs> no, it's not like uh, in the water. I still would floating just floating around. I would still no, no. I still would just figure that like something that old, even restored, would just sound old. Yeah, I don't know. You know, I mean, it's it's very solidly uh, like on there. You know, it's it's the everything else around it's good. So no, I, I did. I would not say that it did, it did an excessive amount of creaking, but they uh, they give you a time. Uh, whenever you're supposed to show up but before they didn't used to do that and uh you would just get in line and i remember waiting in line for i don't know two hours when i boarded it once and they've got stuff all along that so like still now whenever you're walking down to it um you can see like all the exhibits they had set up wait for the people waiting in line uh so they they'll walk you through like a comprehensive um you know, this was the original objective of the U-boats was to d- disrupt supply lines between America and Britain so that they could starve out Britain, uh, so they would win the Battle of Britain. Um, the Americans responded at first by going to convoys where they would have like 200 of the merchant ships with the uh, Navy around them, and that was somewhat effective. Uh, but then they got real aggressive and were like, we're just going to go find those fucking subs where they are. Not going to wait for them bad boys to come up on us. We're going to fucking find them and blow them up. And one of the commanders of the hunter-killer groups um, was uh, was from Chicago and had the idea of, like, he, he, he was the first one in the Americans. The Brit- Britain captured, like, five U-boats uh, <laughs> before, we ha- before we got this one, which, like, they don't, they, like, the guy kind of, like, let that slip at the end of, like, the Q&A session. <laughs> like, whenever you're, like, looking at it, they're like, this is the only U-boat ever captured, then in really small letters by the Americans. So what happened to those? They just got destroyed? Uh, yeah, well, um, one of them's in Liverpool. I found that out. So you can go see it in Liverpool. Uh, and then I believe that there are two other U-boats on display in Germany. But as far as U-boats in America, this this is what you're getting. Um, and I mean, you know, I think that by the end of the war, it was still the only one that America ever had possession of. Uh, but yeah, the, the, the commander of the hunter-killer group uh, felt like he had a decent idea for getting it. Um, they, uh, they, you know, got with the intelligence to find out where one was. Um, it was roaming around off the coast of Africa, so they were around there for a while. Uh, they were actually going home for the day when uh, they they got a, a ping, like, is there, li- like, you know, whenever they're saying, like, all right, we'll ping one more time, and then we're packing up and going. And uh, that that's when they got it, uh, and, and we're like, all right, we think it's here. Um, went ahead and disabled it, you know, got the, uh, the planes scrambled in the air, shooting at it, and uh, a couple other warships around. Um, trying to cause them to uh, to surface, which they did, and then they had a eight man boarding party that went out from one of the boats that just made a beeline for the sub and then climbed back into the sub that you know was rigged to explode. Uh, so they their their two methods of scuttling it was one they threw open the sea filter to just let water in so it's going to sink, uh-huh. uh, and then also they had 
scuttle charges throughout the boat. And so the boarding party, uh, there's one Fucking guy race who's against the clock. Yeah, whose whose job it is to <clears throat> put the sea filter back on to stop the the valve being open, so the water would stop rushing in. And then everyone else has got to find the scuttle charges and disable them, and watch out for any other booby traps. So like whenever he's putting back on the cover of the the sea filter, he's you know first got to spend time like running his hand around the edges to see if he can find a wire because it's like playing fucking golden eye. Yeah. Yeah. There's a good chance that he, he picks this up and it explodes in his face and you know, you get any of those scuttle charges wrong. Uh, you and everyone, you know, is dead <laughs> and, and you wouldn't get to see this cool sub. <laughs> that would be the main, the main <laughs> loss, no doubt. Um, and so, uh, I don't know if they've always had this or if this is a recent addition, but it's the first time I'd noticed it. They have a little station set up where there's a series of like telephone handsets that you pick up and hold up to your ear. And within, I want to say, I mean, it had to be like 10, 15 years, maybe less. I mean, it might have been fucking the next week or some shit. Uh, they just talk to every member of the boarding party. And they've got a recording of that conversation, and it sounds crisp. And wow. you can hear them in their own voice being like, so this is what I did for the boarding party. Like, and like the guy who uh, put back on the valve was like, yeah, if those fuckers had done a halfway decent job opening up that valve, I wouldn't have been able to get it back on. But, you know, dumb fucking Nazis. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, and the, uh, the business of getting it to Chicago. So after the war, well, first of all, whenever they captured it, they immediately painted it black, uh, gave it like a U.S. Army name because uh, they just were very intent on the nazis not knowing that they had it um it had two enigma machines on board and you know books and books of codes and maps and they didn't name it ava <laughs> what's that they didn't name it ava the the ship no just to taunt hitler <laughs> <laughs> they they weren't trying to taunt him they were trying to you know fly under the radar um but yeah they uh they said it was the largest intelligence capture of the the battle of the atlantic and it saved like thirteen thousand hours of computing um of like you know the uh like the the imitation game about cracking the german enigma <clears throat> machine like having these i think that it was already cracked by like that they'd already made the uh the bomb machine by then uh but just having the german code books was was still very helpful um, and saved a lot of time of figuring out what exactly they were doing with the Nimbin at that point. Um, but yeah, so they uh, they broke the fucking Geneva Convention and just mentioned that casually in the exhibit uh, and did not inform the the Nazis that they had these prisoners of war. Like they they took the crew. Uh, mm-hmm. Only one person died. They the rest of the crew survived and they they took them. They uh, shipped into Ruston, Louisiana. They had like a prisoner of war camp there, which, you know. I had no idea. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. Um, and uh, they like made several attempts, the prisoners did, to get word to their families that, hey, actually we're alive. And uh, all of those were thwarted. And just, you know, the Germans didn't know that we had it. Uh, and I think it was within like a week of them surrendering that we were like, like, I, dude, I have to imagine that the press had they office. Known, they don't surrender possibly uh th- no i think they probably still surrender dude maybe not over eight but if it was like what do you think the number was because i had no idea that we had stateside pow's from axis powers hidden i mean i don't know what I, if it's like a what if it's like ten thousand? 
I think Did they might have been the only ones hidden, but I'm sure we had more stateside POWs, right? I don't know. I really don't. I've never really considered that we were bringing people back here. Yeah. From, you know, be it Germany or wherever and keeping them here and not letting them speak to, to their families. I mean, I mean, I think this is the only instance of that. And it was just because of the secrecy. Like if, if the they boat. knew that we had all their code books, they would have changed their code. So like it's a intelligence keeping one step at the head of the enemy kind of thing. Yeah, you're supposed to, the Geneva Convention says you have to inform the Red Cross. Like that's the right. function of the Red Cross is to, you know, let people know the status of their various family members that are in combat. And yeah, the uh, the German uh, authorities absolutely inform the families at a certain point, like, hey, uh, it's been long enough. You should just start assuming they're gone. Yeah. and It's, uh, it's the father of extraordinary rendition. Yeah. <laughs> We're just going to... Kind of take you off the grid for a little while. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I, I couldn't believe that they're just like admitting to war crimes in a museum exhibit. But uh, that's, next time, uh, that's next what time they were you doing. go there, like you're just going to look over and you're going to see a, a fit Asian man uh, with a single tear. And you're going to look over much like that's Chappie, the meme. And you're going to say, that's John Yu to your <laughs> torture memo guy. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Sure. Dude. We need to talk about that at some point. The torture memo? That much like with Oliver North. Oh, yeah, the John Hughes back. Dude, he's like the main fucking war, cor- like war, you know, not correspondent or like and just uh, pundit for Fox News. And he's like, he was so blackballed for like 10 years for being the waterboarding, like no matter what guy. And then everyone's like, well, none of this shit worked. We shouldn't have been doing this. And he's like, eh. and he's just back. And he's on television <laughs> all the time now. Yeah, oh, he's like you know, one of the fathers uh, of uh, what, what, what channel, Jake? I know, but still, it's funny that it happened with Oliver North, and everyone was like, "This doesn't seem weird to everybody." Yeah, and then they just like put John Yu back on television, and I would just imagine that if he goes to this, uh, if he goes to this exhibit, he's not he's going to want more of the stuff that slipped out that they weren't supposed to say than the actual content. Yeah. Um, you need to familiarize yourself with more names from the Iraq War so these jokes land harder. <laughs> Why? I, I would I say more, it's a... Because we never did Ellen and, and Dub. We never <laughs> even talked about that. I'm sorry. Uh, me and my mom had a chance to talk about it. You want to guess if that went well? I do think you told me that, that she was just upset that people were dragging Ellen. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's that's definitely the main way she's interacting with this and wasn't, wasn't excited to see me on uh, that side. But yeah, so um, whenever the war was done, they uh, I, what I, what I'm saying is whenever the Germans surrendered, like within a week, they published the story. Like they let you know, hey, we've had one of your fucking boats, like that shit. And uh, I just think that would have been a cool week to work in the U.S. press office, <laughs> like just letting you know all the cool shit we did during the war that we couldn't tell you about. We're just gonna let all of it out. Like I don't know what else yeah, is on that's the list. Fucking cool. But uh, that that would have been a fun time, um, but yeah. So the uh, the the Pacific Theater is still going on. So to try and raise war bonds, they just sailed this bad boy up and down the East Coast and told people, uh, if you buy some war bonds, we'll let you on to see it. They fucking barnstormed it. <laughs> so that's the that's the U five hundred five sailing underneath the Brooklyn Bridge. That is incredible. Yeah, that is so. This is like the. Uh, 
munitions version of Hulk Hogan going from side to side in the ring and waving for more <laughs> from each year yeah. and with I Am A Real American playing in the background. Like, if you think we're failing, we got one of their fucking boats. Yeah. <laughs> and we're, ta- <laughs> we're taking it on a globetrotter style <laughs> yeah. exhibition tour to drum up interest. Maybe uh, get a little uh, playlet going. Uh, <laughs> guys playing a, a Nazi soldier taking a dive. That's badass. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's very, it feels very Apollo Creed. Yeah. That's great. Um, but yeah, so once the war is <laughs> all the way over, uh, the captain of that uh, hunter-killer group, who, I, as I mentioned, is from Chicago, finds out that the Navy intends to just, like, use it for target practice. Like, they're like, I don't know. What do you want me to do with it? And he talks to the uh, Museum of Science and Industry. I, you know, I mean, he's fucking high up in the Army. I'm, I'm sure that he, uh, n- you know, knew other sophisticated rich people in Chicago. And one of them was the uh, the, the president of the museum. And we're like, hey, uh, would you guys have any interest in a submarine? And they were like funny you should mention we've been trying to get a submarine for like 20 years and the went to the navy and we're like could we have it and they were like well uh if you'll pay to take it off our hand like you know if you'll cover costs fuck fine so they just went to the other rich people in chicago were like hey uh we, we can have a nazi u-boat if you guys donate and they were like yeah we can donate and so they this thing's a cash cow <laughs> they the uh, greatest fundraising tool in history they sailed it all through uh the great lakes and you know like all the various canals and everything till it's in lake michigan and i think that it got to chicago in like june and the way the museum of science and industry is it is incredibly close to the lake um but like nearly everything else it's not on the lake side of lakeshore drive so they had to get it across lakeshore drive and it's an incredibly heavy boat, so they had to um, set up like a roller system where, you know, there's just a bunch of cylinders that it kind of went across so the weight was evenly distributed so they didn't fucking crack Lakeshore Drive. And uh, it took a little while to set that whole thing up. So as that was uh, going on, let me... <laughs> it's so dumb that I'm showing you pictures for this shit because it's not like the listener will be able to see them. Uh, but whatever, fuck it. Um, the, uh, 57th street beach is across Lakeshore drive from the museum of science and industry. So for all of June, July, and August, they just had a sub sitting in the water on the beach. People are just partying. Yes. Just swimming. It's a public beach where you can just swim <clears throat> next to a Nazi sub. There's a lifeguard. <laughs> That's good. I'm on a lifeguard post. <laughs> this is the stupidest photo I've ever seen in my life. Isn't it? It looks so photoshopped. Yeah. Just a bunch of chicks in like romper bathing suits and people literally just having it. There's kids swimming and shit. And then, and then just a massive sub. Um, in in that exhibit uh, with this photo, because they, they got like a, it's the 75th anniversary this year of it being captured. Uh, so they had like an extra little exhibit and that included a uh, scrapbook that one of the Nazis who worked on a U-boat kept. And it was donated in 1998 by a man who just lived in St. Louis. And uh, he got it. Because his brother killed one of them Nazis and was like, Fuck yeah. Got your fucking book now, asshole. Yeah, one. And uh, just gave it to his brother. <laughs> if I find out that my soldiers are scrapbooking, the war is already lost. <laughs> <laughs> and two, if I were to happen upon one of them 
and yeah, kill this, them in possession of the fun little scrapbook. Oh my god, dude! What are you just? You've been at MJ Designs? <laughs> I think he was. <laughs> this is extremely crafty. The German eye for design is unparalleled. We all understand that. He was using. Uh, he traded in his knife for little scissors that cut squiggly lines, <laughs> and then the dude from St. Louis's brother just rolled up and knifed him in the neck and took his little book. Should have kept the regular knife. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. I would like to go next time I'm there. So, yeah, I, I highly recommend it for anyone. That was Thursday during the day. Uh, final thing for me, Thursday night. Do you remember when the hard line went to Wrigley whenever the Rangers were playing the Cubs? Oh, yeah. And uh, had they had that one bar where Mike really connected with the owner. I think that Mike even thought he might have played it before. It was the Old Town Ale House. Yeah. You remember them talking about the Old Town Ale House? Of course. I think uh, a former Rangers closer that I probably should leave nameless, uh, came out and got pretty ripped up with them during that time. Well, what I'm uh, here to let you know, Jake, is I don't think there's anyone in the Old Town Ale House that's uh, within the legal limit. Really? Just everyone fucked? So I don't know what it's like every night. Is it like showdown? (laughs) Dude... What, I, what I'm telling you, man to man, straight face, meaning it 100% from the bottom of my heart, I don't know anywhere else like this. <laughs> okay. I've never been anywhere else like this. Okay. Uh, Mostly older people? Yeah, but not exclusively. Not close to exclusively. And just zombie land? <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, I'd, I I'd, like it. I'd taken a full gummy, pretty heavy little gummy, <laughs> and I felt like I was in top 20% of faculties around me like if there was a fire you would have been looked at as someone who needed to do britain style rescue <laughs> yes. missions for yeah i'm, I'm gonna captain the rescue team <laughs> jeez what time it was at night time though yeah 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 okay uh, i mean we we stayed there till uh probably like two but uh it's chicago so that bar closes at four. Oh, that's so glorious yeah um justin's wife uh is on call at certain times as a doctor so there are nights where just like if anything's going on at the hospital, they're like, hey, we need you. And uh, during those times, you know, it's uh, pretty annoying to have someone on the couch, like just sleeping on the couch, which yeah. is what I'm doing. Um, so we just, uh, you know, grab like whatever the cheapest, like, a, you know, the hot wire deal where you just tell them like an area and just be like, give me a deal. And they won't tell you what hotel it is until you bought it. That that thing. Yeah. Good, good little service. So we uh, we did that. Uh, ended up with a place that was just around the corner from the old town ale house um and so yeah we uh we walked over there as we were going in just kind of kind of setting the mood there was uh five young lads walking across the street <laughs> just absolutely just fucking in- inviting great peril upon themselves and uh one is like uh hey anthony burdain's been here another Anthony Bourdain is dead. <laughs> he's not, hey, not wrong. He's just, he's embracing debate. <laughs> uh, a third one, speaking to neither of them, says, I'm blacked out now. <laughs> and then a fourth guy seems to have taken Anthony Bourdain is dead as like a uh, uh, indicator that maybe we shouldn't go to this par. <laughs> Uh, he, he just interpreted it as a negative comment, so he wanted to reestablish his desire to be in there. So he's like, man, I just want to play some darts. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't care if a guy who, who was here died 10 years later from a completely <laughs> yeah. unrelated incident. Uh, side note, no darts in the bar. 
Oh no, none whatsoever. <laughs> so uh, that guy was doubly disappointed. Yeah, he found out that the guy from No Reservations is dead and no bar games i i could not tell his disappointment you know like once we we're in there it's it's kind of seemed like he was still stage, drunk yeah um but yeah just just a lot of people yelling i don't know maybe, maybe i'm overselling it I, I would hate for everyone on the podcast to go to uh, old town ale house and be like yeah it's just normal bar tc's a lightweight um but but that that's i'm i can just tell talk to you honestly about the experience that i had and that's the experience that i had and uh it peaked when sitting behind us there was a, a guy and a girl who I don't know that I would call it a date, but I think it was definitely kind of like a, an exploratory thing, you know, of like, hey, uh, I'm just going to meet one girl at this bar and we're going to talk for a while. And they first catch our attention because she's yelling. Okay. It's not, not good for exploration committee <laughs> reports. It doesn't get better. Okay. Um, but so uh, she's yelling something about how, like, you know, um, why are people famous? You know, this, should, this is not a sexist comment because it applies on both sides, uh, regardless of what you're into. But if you're not, like, dating someone, you should not let them yell at you. I don't think she was yelling at him. I don't. They should not yell in your direction. <laughs> in, any, I, in any sort of way that is anything other than like a fuck yeah type she, thing. She was just getting impassioned. Yeah. You know, she had she had a bit of a rant to go on, and uh, you know, she was tanked. And I believed I didn't hear this, but Justin said uh, that she uh, copped to um, being a a stand up because there's a lot of stand-up venues around there right uh second city is like a block away yeah so you know there's like three or four stand-up clubs in the vicinity and i i guess she uh performed at one of them so i'm i'm putting together the pieces that maybe she's a little dissatisfied with uh where her career is so far she was kind of under the impression she'd be on movies by now she was the very uh unique stand-up comedian that doesn't understand why other stand-up comedians are making it and that they're not yeah, the first first one to ever be afflicted <laughs> right. with that. And uh, I, I don't have any identifying information about her. If I did, I probably wouldn't tell this story um, because I'm not trying to blow up the woman's spot in particular. I'm just trying to tell you about a time that I heard the chick say some crazy shit. But what if she's really good, though? She probably is really good. I don't know. I don't know I, about I don't probably, know. but... If but I'm just saying, on the stuff, I'm, I'm trying to tell you that this is not like a, uh, a mission to track her down. Like, I, I would prefer that her anonymity uh, remain intact. Because for me, right now, it fully is. I do not know who she is. Um, and so, she goes on that for a little while. Um, we kind of hit a lull, a little quiet spot in the conversation, uh, where Justin and I just <coughs> resume talking amongst ourselves. Uh, our attention is ratcheted back to her whenever she starts crying oh yeah oh yeah and she's crying loud and she is not trying to hide it in the slightest and the cause uh i don't know how exactly this bubbled to the top because she seemed old enough that this isn't like an ongoing problem i mean maybe you know thanksgiving christmas or whatever who knows uh but her stepdad did not love her okay it's not his job. <laughs> well, you know, she was hoping for more than what she got. I mean, when you said her stepdad, I thought that was going to be a lot worse. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, we're not done, though. Okay. And <laughs> she, at that point, accuses uh, the guy, which, you know, this is a common mood, uh, common move for anyone who's kind of uh, really down in the dumps, is to, what you gotta, you're, you're just trying to say, like, how bad you have it, and... 
a cool way to kind of gain some extra points is to point out how everyone around you didn't have it nearly as bad. Right. Then it's clear how bad you have it. Yeah. So she's trying to take no a swipe at him uh, of, uh, <clears throat> well, you're a fucking child of rich parents. You, you don't know about this stepdad didn't love you kind of shit. And he's kind of like, well, you know, uh, my parents divorced. At that point, I didn't see my dad again. Uh, my mom, we also didn't see for long stretches. There was an incident where she was gone 48 hours and CPS was notified. And she's kind of like, well, be that as it may. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My stepdad didn't love me. <laughs> yeah. I'm trucking right through this this hole that my lead blocker has opened. And I don't know if it was the stepdad. I don't know if I would have done that if I were him, though. <laughs> yeah, it yeah. It seems like it was close to like a real violent situation. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if it's the stepdad or if it was uh, like an ex-boyfriend or like a brother or something. I didn't sh- catch the change in subject, so I thought she might still be talking about the stepdad or maybe it was real dad. I don't fucking know. But uh, someone in her life has experienced a good amount of heroin addiction. Okay. And she was describing how uh, she felt that uh, given her circumstances she had more reasons for heroin addiction than this person. <laughs> that is awesome. How come you get to hog this? That's That was it. She's like, so she's just kind of going through the things. You know, she's like, stepdad and then love me. I didn't use heroin. You know, career not going. I don't remember exactly. She had a long list. I just remember the end of the list because that was what really brought the room down for me. This woman, loud enough for... A lot of people to hear her, not trying to hide it at all, drops on a man who I am pretty sure is not like a several years committed boyfriend. I want to guess, but I'm not gonna, because I don't want to spoil your moment. My rapist took my virginity, and I'm not doing heroin. Oh, ooh, <laughs> sheesh. I got to give it to her, though. I mean, that's among the things that I think if I found out someone spiraled into heroin addiction, I would say, as Trey once did. I, yeah, no, the case I, the case she was making, I found... Stepdad doesn't love me is not enough for a fucking smack addiction. That's, I mean... That's fairly common. The, the, the list that she was throwing out, I was like, yeah, if you, if you want to do heroin, I mean, I'm not standing in your way. <laughs> yeah, that's fucking horrible, man. I mean, we're going to laugh about it, obviously. But anytime somebody is like publicly saying that, you know that it's just right below the surface of their thought like all the time. Yeah. And that's fucking horrible. Um, it's funny because it happened in a public place, but shit, man. I don't even know that I classified it as fun. It's more just like... Uh, Shocking. Fucking life, man. You know, I think what I might have done is I would have uh, I would have left for about an hour and I would have come back and I would have thrown a bag of H on on <laughs> Birch and said, this one's on me, hon. <laughs> you earned it. <laughs> I heard the whole deal. You don't have to do it again. Uh, you've had it pretty rough. And the main thing is that this doesn't go to the other person that you said has been using heroin. Yeah. That's I, fucking uh, terrible. I don't think that heroin's an effective way of solving problems. Just my personal opinion. Yeah, but it doesn't sound like she's found several other ones. <laughs> yeah, alcohol's doing something. Yeah, but No, I, I don't think that's an effective way of solving problems either. I, I'd say, you know, therapy. Uh it certainly seemed like she was trying to to create a circle of loved ones by having a deeper connection with this uh gentleman here. I don't know if he knew that information prior. 
So kind of seems like an odd way to introduce it. Yeah, I guess it could go one of two ways. Like, they, well, I feel like that'd be a lot for someone to drop on me. Don't it would know certainly that I'd be, be happy a lot. That. But I also think that if it's like a, obviously I'm fine with like it's just in that way, you know. Like it yeah. felt like she was using it as like a cudgel to be like like to beat him into feeling sorry for her. Yeah, and but it would be weird if, if you'd like to invite me into the healing process. I'm honored and would happy to be happy to participate without buying you heroin. <laughs> yeah, but I, if, I think uh, it would be weirder if he already knew it and that she just was like mentioning it for the hundredth time. <laughs> I don't know. I because then he's going to be like, I know, geez, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> always hagging me with the, <laughs> with this again. <laughs> yeah, and I, I think that seems almost weirder to me. Yeah, because you don't ever want to tell that story and have it kind of get nothing from the crowd. <laughs> you know I, mean, I mean, like I, that's that would be really de- that would be even more depressing. I think. But you know what? It's weird. Like I just said that the stepdad thing is more like, oh, your stepdad, your parent doesn't love you, whatever, is like how uncommon that is. But fuck, I don't know, because most people don't talk about uh, rape or sexual assault being a first sexual experience or a virginity. So that, that fuck, that could be, I don't know, it's probably still not as com- common as like, oh, uh, my mom or my dad married this other person and they didn't really want anything to do with me. But it's probably a lot more common than I think it is because uh, nobody talks about it until you're fucking 12 drinks in in a dank bar and marshing everyone else's mellow with your... Yeah. <laughs> it could be very common. In fact, it probably is. I just don't know what the number for very would be. I mean, it's 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 certainly I you know like it's stuck with me like that's that's tough fucking hand no doubt about that. And was there any thought <coughs> that it was all just like her set, and she's just sort of a dark comic type thing, and she was she was working out material, <laughs> like whenever I went and sat down with Damaris before we did stand up, and was like, here's my jokes, help me kind of get them into the right order, and he's like, okay, yeah, <laughs> I can help you with that, a little formatting. It uh, it didn't feel like that space, to me. Little indention here. It didn't really feel like that to me, but you know, I mean, Second City was next door. She might have been. I don't know. That's horrible. Yeah, but uh, I I still would strongly recommend Old Town Inn. <laughs> that is the best worst Yelp review I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> it's it's a great place, dude. Like I I I just don't know that I've seen people older than me that drunk like a lot of times i'm sure plenty of other people and have. Where there's just a ton of them yeah you know, almost every time you go somewhere you know where where you i was know, thinking kind of about a rowdy uh, scene. Uh, i have seen troy yeah although he always kind of seems to have it like way more together than you should for consuming that much booze yeah but like pretty much anywhere you go where people are getting rowdy there's going to be one guy that's 15 to 20 years older than the mean and they're going to be wrecked but when the whole mean is wrecked. Yeah. And the whole mean is up here. It's like people in their 50s who are like, like you, whenever you're at like your drunkest, uh, you know, like like they're just all, do- it, it was awesome. I mean, it was a fucking sight to see. I'm, I'm so glad to have experienced this little, little bit of life. It's like you went to two museums in one day. That's right. <laughs> uh, well, I got to bounce. So we'll talk KC next week. Oh, I'm sorry. And honestly, dude, it's nothing compared to, uh, we didn't go to a museum, but I want to save it. I don't want to just hustle through it. I didn't realize I'd taken this much time. I'm, I, I, I enjoyed every bit of it, but I think we could save it for next week. And uh, if you care, my Patreon topic for you this week, my dealer's choice is, uh, what's a thruple? 
<laughs> okay. Because I recently, I feel like I've been involved in the porn space for a while, and the I think that you know, I think that they're just. I I don't believe that thruple is a widely used term. It's just Politico and the Hill have decided that when they want to report on well, Katie was, Hill, uh, the original Red State the article Red State? used the term thruple. Okay, but that feels like uh, uh, our it's just an open boy, relationship. Jacob Wool wrote it. It's like a polyamorous relationship. I mean, I knew what it was the second I saw it. I just had never heard it called that and thought it was really weird. I also had never heard it called a thruple, and I felt like... like the, I, I, That's a portmanteau I'm not getting on board with. I'm going like, to guess that everyone in the red state offices is not cool. And I yeah, think that there's it, like one guy who's an intern who like they think is cool because right. like they're not cool. And if they went to him and they're like, describe the situation, like, what is this? And he was like... Oh, classic thruple. Yeah, just like him and his high school friends have called yes. a threesome with between a couple and someone else a thruple, and now it's in every article that I read about. It. I'm like, the fuck is this? That's not that's absolutely not what you call the first that. time I'm he- I'm hearing that term. Whenever I read that article, and then the other thing is Deadspin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to talk about Deadspin this week, um, but we'll do that next week. We'll see you then. That's it for tonight. The high school special is next. So until tomorrow, for everyone who's been a part of this one, I'm TC and Jake. We do thank you for watching. Good night.